Welcome to the Spiritual Sanctuary, where we come together every Sunday as a community to share spiritual teachings as both students and teachers of everything related to God, divinity, ascension, 5D consciousness, and the law of attraction. My name is Lisa Dovkish. I'm a manifestation mindset coach. My name is Lala Gray. I'm an intuitive healer, spiritual mentor, and life coach. And to start out our episode together, I want to just create divine alignment by taking three deep breaths together. So wherever you are in the world, please close your eyes and take a deep breath on three, two, one. Inhale. And exhale. Inhale. And exhale. One last time. Inhale. And exhale. Perfect. Welcome back to another beautiful Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, whenever you are listening to this. Um, Our topic for today is something that for some is your absolute favorite thing and for others is like your worst nightmare and it is cash moolah money. (laughs) Yeah. Lisa, is it your your favorite thing (laughs) or where where is it ranking for you right now? I think that I'm... I'm definitely in a in in a good place with it. I think have created a pretty good relationship with it, um, and we'll definitely talk about how we think people should treat this topic. And I think that it goes beyond uh, money and goes into relationships as well. These these two things, relationships and money, love and money, are very very related topics. Um, because both of them have to do with stability. And so when your financial state gets better, your romantic life gets better, your relationships get better, because again, it's about building that foundation. And when you're building that foundation, one thing will naturally uh, follow the other. Something that I wanted to talk about is this idea that goes around in the spiritual community that we don't need money that we shouldn't worry about money, we shouldn't be thinking about how to get as much money as possible, how to get rich, and things like that. And a similar narrative goes on where we say, oh, well, you don't need other people, like you don't need to be in a relationship, you don't need a partner, and all of those different things. And I understand the sentiment behind it because it's just telling you that you shouldn't make your worth tied to money or to your relationships. However, we need to have a good relationship. We need to have a, uh, a good perception of both money and relationships, romantic and not romantic, because at the end of the day, that is an aspect of being human. That's an aspect of living on this planet is being able to be good with money, being able to be good in relationships, being good with your communication, that is part of being human. That's part of the society that we live in. So when we push aspects of that away, again, we're rejecting the human experience. I think that we've talked about this before, where we talk about embracing the human experience. The way to ascend is by embracing the human experience and doing the best that you can with everything that is going on. And an example that I want to talk about is, you know, even if we look at, like, monks who live in in the mountains, right? They don't sit there and say, oh, you know, I I never worry about money. I don't care about money. Money is, like, bad or whatever, right? They they don't say that. They they have a very neutral 
good relationship with money because they know that it's going to come and go. And it's the same thing with relationships. They're going to say relationships come and go. These dynamics are going to work out the way that they need to, and I'm going to allow it all to flow. They're in a state of flow. I don't think that it's beneficial for us to embrace this narrative of money being evil or that you shouldn't worry about money or you need to detach from money or that you shouldn't worry about love and you should detach from love. I think that it's okay to to be involved with these things and to think of the best ways to improve your relationship to money and love, your romantic life and, and other things. It's part of the human experience. And it's also about developing your mindset around these things. When you tell yourself money is evil and I don't need to worry about it and whatever, whatever, then you are putting yourself in a position where you're, you're repelling that, right? So you're really just inflicting unnecessary suffering to yourself. You telling yourself, I don't need to worry about, you know, a romantic partner. I don't need to worry about all these different things, right? Again, you're putting unnecessary suffering on yourself because you're telling, you're, you're trying to tell yourself that you don't care about something that you actually do care about, something that we should care about as people, right? Because we're human beings. We need other people in our life. We need money in our life. We can't just reject it completely and say, I'm never going to think about it, right? Even if it's a lot of money or a little bit of money, it's about improving your relationship to how you see romantic relationships and how you see money. That's the key there. And I think that that's the issue that we run into when a lot of these spiritual teachers tell us, oh, you shouldn't worry about you shouldn't worry about money. You should be just happy with yourself. I think that we tend to take it to an extreme and say, oh, then this means that I just need to reject money and, and push it away or I need to reject love and push it away when really that's not healthy either. <laughs> just on the end of the unhealthy spectrum yeah i totally agree i think there's a very fine line there because obviously yeah like money isn't what's going to make you happy you don't need money to be happy like everything comes from within but money is it's energy it's just a tool that we use to feed ourselves it's almost like money is it's representative of the currency of the earth so like mother earth would used to like just grow fruit and you just be able to pick the fruit from the trees and then you would maybe pick fruit from the trees and then you would give it to your friend and your you know whoever's in your village with you and then whoever's in your village with you maybe had gone fishing that day and would then give you some of the fish and that was that what the exchange was and so in order to i guess make that easier and more sustainable well i guess sustainable maybe wouldn't be the word but be able to scale that on a bigger scale because not everybody always needs fruit and not everybody always needs fish instead they they created money yeah i think like a lot of people do have that that like my mom's that way she always says like oh like you know money's not everything and which is not like i totally agree with her but she's very focused on like oh well you know i don't care about money money's not everything but then she also She's not financially struggling. Like she ha she's always had everything she needs and she's taken care of and she has that faith. But she doesn't have like the abundance to go on all the vacations she wants to go on and she does experience a lot of stress around money where there's times where of uncertainty or where things aren't exactly going as easily as she would like them to be. And there is a little bit of that resistance there against money. And I think it's it's created by 
these it's like the stereotype right like that narrative of people who are really rich and successful who are kind of jackasses or like who do evil things with their money or or it changes them and there's definitely that possibility but at the end of the day it all it all comes down to what do you do with the money like what are you going to be choosing to do with the money because that's a challenge that i think every soul at, at some certain point in their reincarnation cycle is going to have to face is a position of power and what are you going to do with that position of power? Are you going to use it for good or are you going to use it for bad? And so you can take, you can be feel empowered and take charge of like, hey, I'm going to take money and I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to use it for good. I'm going to use it to feed myself and to take care of myself because I know that money is, is abundant and it's it's God's money. It's not my money. And it comes and it goes easily. And I, I give it with love to all those around me that need it. I you know, whether that's donating it to someone, whether it's using it to support your family, whatever. I think the, the real part where money can become destructive is when we hold on to it, mm-hmm. where we like try to gatekeep it or try to, we feel like, oh, it's our money, we have to protect it because there's not going to be enough or you try to just sit on it, hold on, hold on to it. Essentially, that's when it kind of becomes this destructive thing because you're, you're blocking the flow of, of love, of abundance, just seeing money as a currency of love and creating that relationship with it so that it can flow to you easily from a place of of feeling that that relationship with money like there's always going to be an abundance of money money is a resource that god uses to give to me in abundance i am completely happy and satisfied with everything i have in my life and i love my life and i'm so everything is perfect just the way it is and i open myself up to just an abundance of love an abundance of of wealth and a abundance of everything you just open yourself up to because that really is even within relationships like of course in miracle talk miracles talks about this where the relationship as god intended it is two souls coming together in the knowledge and the knowing of abundance just in an abundance of love they're just coming together to share in that abundance of love and that could make it such a magical amazing thing like sure you don't need anybody. Again, going back to kind of your thing with relationships, you don't need anyone else to be happy, but mm-hmm. you can come together in abundance of love and there be double the love and double exactly. the joy and double the happiness. It's just going to, it's just going to add more joy and add more happiness. And I think there's definitely, there's a balance in that, right? Even with money, it's like, you can say, you can see for yourself, when is it becoming destructive? When am I, when am I gravitating or wanting money from a place of lack and need and desperation? And when am I just opening myself up to it as just a conduit for just joy and and love and abundance and great experiences and great people and delicious, nutritious food and just, Mm -hmm. you know, even in achieving your goals. Like if you, if your goal is to maybe become a healer or just do something to positively impact, you know, like even if it just, it doesn't even have to be something positively impactful, can just be something that's positively impactful for you, something you're excited about. Like if you feel like you need more money to invest into that or you need the resources and you don't have the resource maybe you need to study something in order to get that job or you need to move somewhere to get that job or you know whatever it is you can trust that you're going to be supported because that's all god wants for you so just to like feel more of that love feel more of that abundance and so again yeah really like removing that that negative stigma around money of money being the root of all evil it can be an evil thing for some people like you know it's as with anything just like relationships can can become destructive for people too there's anything that comes from a place of lack and a place of desperation and need will ultimately become destructive 
because exactly. it, it's not real and it doesn't last. The only thing that lasts is the abundance of love and anything you approach with that that knowing of abundance and knowing that you are worthy of that abundance is going to turn out in a wonderful, amazing, abundant way. And like also having that trust in yourself that you know that you are a good person, you know that you have good intentions or on a, on a path of service to others, not a path of service to self, and knowing that you will be able to do with that money what needs to be done with that money. Um, yeah, even like within my and my fiance's relationship, we get money in, but we also spend it very, very easily and we spend it to support local businesses, you know, and it's like stuff that like hiring a personal trainer, hiring somebody to clean our house, little stuff like that, that when I was growing up, I grew up with my mom's mindset and it was very much like, that's ridiculous. You don't spend money on that. Like do everything as cheap as possible. Like that's such like an unnecessary luxury. Why don't you clean your own house? Like, why don't you just learn to work out yourself? But the way I look at it now, it's like, no, like these are all people that are entrepreneurs, people that have started their own businesses that are wanting to thrive, that need to put food on the table. And I'm just a can do it for God because the more I give to them and the more, more I invest in them, not only am I taking things off of my plate that are taking away from the things I'm passionate about and the things I want to be doing but I'm also being a resource for God to provide for these people like I imagine what if what if that lady that's cleaned her house is like praying for another job or another home to clean and what if you know and then I'm like oh I can't do that because that's like a spoiled thing to do it's like why not why not give back to the community and I notice the more money we spend the more money keeps coming to us like the more work that we get the more just money flows in it's like we're very much in this ebb and flow this movement, this dance with life, with money, where it's just, it's this healthy thing. Like we trust that it's always going to come and it does always come. Like we've never had to lack or want for anything in our lives. And it always pours out of us so easily. We give it with that same love and ease. It's when we begin to hold on to money or we get greedy. That's when the work slows down. That's when all of a sudden things start going. Like we start getting, running into difficulties or running into stressful situations because we're like trying to hold on to the money. And then when we keep spending it knowing and trusting that it's going to keep coming, it keeps coming. And so just really developing that, that healthy relationship with money, that, that doesn't come from a pl- place of the, that lack and that need and that desperation and that anxiety of that um, feeling of that there's not enough and that you don't already have enough the way you are. Right. Yeah. I love that you shared about it being an energy, about money being an energy, about you know love, love being an energy. And money is just, it's just another form of love showing up like that's all it is and I think that you know I I like what you shared about your mom because that's the reason I wanted to talk about this topic is because a lot of people think that they're doing the right thing by saying okay money doesn't matter like but really that mindset is just a mask for them to hide behind their own rejection of money right instead of facing that they have this negative view of money they'll just say well actually money doesn't matter right like I don't need to worry about this or or relationships don't matter, right? And that's specifically, that's who I'm speaking to, right? That's what I want to talk to is that person that is sitting there saying, no, I don't need anybody. I don't need money. It's not that you don't need these things because you do need these things. It's just that you have a negative relationship with this energy because money and relationships in and of themselves are neutral. There's nothing, they're not positive or negative. I mean, you can, you can make that argument about everything in life, right? Everything is neutral. This is mindset 101. It's the perception that you have of that, which will shift it into what you need it to be. So if you perceive money as a bad thing, it's going to be an evil thing. You're going to be stuck in debt and you're going to be constantly getting into troubles, your car breaking down and all these different things 
things, right? You're always going to experience that if you if you subconsciously see money as evil. And it's the same thing with relationships. If you feel like really romantic relationships are a burden or that romantic relationships require hard work or any of those things, then you're going to experience that. You're going to manifest that in your relationships, both friendships and your family relationships and and your romantic relationships. So really, it's just about your mindset. And it is this energy. It's about really getting into this flow and building that trust like you have with your fiance, right? Building that trust of knowing that the money is always coming, knowing that it's always going to be okay, because God is providing for you knowing that it's not even your money, right? It's it's there to for you to allow it to flow and to go wherever it needs to go. And I really like what you shared about, you know, feeling like, oh, maybe this is just a spoiled thing to do, right? Getting hiring a trainer, hiring, uh, you know, someone to clean the house, things like that. But, you know, and I, I've worked as a nanny, a lot like I've babysat and I've nannied and stuff and it really it's just about a convenience thing it's about you being able to do what you want to do with your time that's all it is all of the families that I babysat for all of those you know none of them ever saw it as like oh we're, we're so spoiled because we have a house cleaner right like it's ne- it was never that thing it was always well we're busy and we have three kids, so, so we're going to have a house cleaner, right? It just makes sense. We're going to have, it's the same thing with, you know, if you're a business owner, you're going to get an accountant to do your finances. It's really, it's just outsourcing. And it's knowing that there's plenty to go around. And it's just like you said, if you have this mindset of cutting corners and thinking that I need to, I need to do things as easy as possible and, and I need to save as much money as possible and things like that like I need to make sure that I'm not giving it away right and not giving into the spoiled tendencies quote-unquote then you're never going to develop that healthy relationship that you need to have so that way what you love is bringing you an adequate income and what you love and doing what you love and being yourself is bringing in those relationships that you want to have those healthy relationships right so it's really about going inside out it's never about looking at your circumstances and thinking about well what can I do to make more money externally it's about what can I internally fix in myself fix my perception of money because what I'm already doing I could be doing anything it doesn't matter what I'm doing money is still going to come if you have a good relationship with it but when you have a bad relationship with it it's not going to come regardless of what you do you could you could be a lawyer and you're broke like you could be a a brain surgeon and you would be broke you would be swimming in debt because you have a bad relationship with money so I think that it's also I was talking to a client about this earlier it's also really important to understand why you do what you do and what you care about and what you would be doing regardless of how much money you have. She was telling me about, they were talking about the lottery and some people that like almost won the lottery over in in, uh, England. And so she was at work and they were talking about how they would spend like $18 million. Like, what would you do with that? And she was like, you know, I thought about it and I, I really, I feel like I would just feel like my life has no purpose. Like, I would just feel like I'm you know, like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Right. And so I told her, well, the issue that you're having is that you're relating your worth and, and the worth of what you're doing, the work that you're doing to how much money it can make. When really at the end of the day, you need to understand who you're serving and why you're doing it. I mean, this is like business, you know, one-on-one, like you need to know your why you need to know who you're serving, blah, blah, all these things, right? If you're into any of that, then you, you've, you've heard this a million times. At the end of the day, it's about knowing why am I doing what I'm doing? Who am I serving by doing this? It doesn't have to be a lot of people. It can just be one person. 
You just think of one person, keep one person in mind and say, I'm doing it for this person. Because it's really, the money isn't a factor. The money is just, it's just an energy. It's, it's, it is an abundance that will come to you the more that you get into this flow and do what you want to do and serve the people that you want to serve with complete faith that you're doing the right thing. When you're doing the right thing, when you're doing what's meant for you, it's all going to work out. I'm not saying you're going to be a millionaire because that might not be in your path in this lifetime, but you will be taken care of. The stability will be there. And a lot of us do things because we just want to get that money because we're thinking about the image. It makes me think of the book that I've been reading called Ego is the enemy by Ryan Holiday and something he talks about which has just been it's just been this really strong theme in the past few weeks for me and something he talks about is the act of being versus doing it's kind of hard to wrap your head around so the idea of being someone comes from this idea that you're doing things just to build up your image. You're just boosting your ego and doing things in order to present yourself, put yourself in this role, this image. So for example, in my example would be, okay, I want this image of a spiritual healer or I want this image of a spiritual coach, right? So everything I do, I'm going to build up my image. I'm going to make sure that other people see me that way and I have, you know, this image of a spiritual coach. So I'm going to, you know, do all these different things versus doing that. That means that I don't care how people perceive me. I don't care how I'm doing this work, but doing is me showing up and serving the people that I need to serve in whatever way that needs to happen in that moment. So doing versus being is putting your ego aside and saying, I'm going to do this work and put the work ahead of me. That means sometimes you have to sacrifice putting, you know, boosting your image up or doing specific things just just to boost your image, right? Just to say, okay, well, I, I want people to see me this way. So that really comes to mind to me because I think the reason a lot of us have this issue and have this resistance to money and just have a lot of these ideas that are toxic for us is because we think that these things are going to fuel our image. Instead of thinking about how money can help you to do more of the work that you want to do to serve the people that you want to serve, how will it help you to do that more? How will it free up time, right? And for for you, it's okay, I can hire people out. I, I don't have to do all these different things so I can start doing more of what I love and serving more people. That's the idea behind it. That is what, regardless of how much money you have, you feel like you have a purpose. You feel like you're doing the right thing. And we hear about people all the time. I've heard, you know, we've all heard the stories of people winning the lottery and they all lose it within a year. And it's because just like, what my client was describing. They they didn't know what the work was. They didn't know what they were doing. They knew who they wanted to be, but they got lost in the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're just getting all these things to be this image and it has no meaning behind it, right? Ego is meaningless. Ego is 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 ridiculous, right? It's a peacock just showing its feathers to everyone. Like those feathers are useless. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um you said you touched on a lot of stuff. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts about that that I loved. Um the most recent thing that you were talking about was I think this is the most recent sorry, like I'm getting jumbled in my head with everything you talk about, but I definitely wanted to touch on on like the millionaire thing you were talking about I wanted to touch on the the meaning and the purpose behind things like with the meaning and the purpose behind things people very much choose a job not based on what they're passionate about or what they want to be doing they choose a job based on what's going to make them the money that they're going to need in order to sustain themselves and that's already in that you're it's an act of not not trusting right 
you're saying that if I do what I love, I'm not going to be supported, so I have to do something that I don't love. Basically, you're saying, I don't trust you, God, so I'm going to take control myself. I'm going to just do things my way because I don't trust you. And when we try to take control and do things our way, that's when things become destructive. I mean, like, even in the Bible, that's kind of just looking at that concept deeper. It's like, you're not in control, you know? It's like, when you try to control things, when you try to be the leader and figure things out yourself and do everything yourself, then it's gonna be, like, kind of shitty, you know? It's not gonna be as good as as God's vision of the vision of faith. And it's just, it's the difference between, I don't think it's so much, like, whether you're deciding your path or whether God's deciding your path, because you do have power in deciding your own path and taking action towards your own dreams like it's you know it's your life do what you want with it it's just more of is your action inspired by fear or is it inspired by trust and faith a lot of us get a job because we think that in following our dream we're not going to be supported and there's not going to be enough and so our whole purpose for working is is fear-based and it's not for for the love and the enjoyment and the passion it's purely for keeping our heads above water and that whole fear attitude going into it, having that relationship with money, you're going to find yourself struggling, right? Whether it's financially struggling or just struggling. Maybe you have all the money, but you're still going to be miserable and unhappy. So it's really finding that balance between having a good relationship with money, trusting that money will always come to you, always will be provided, and also doing the thing you love. Because when you do the thing you love and you have that faith, you're constantly sending, radiating out that really positive energy that's going to attract more abundance and more love back to you, sometimes in the form of people and sometimes in the form of money. And I think that's another part of it is like, we, we tend to be very, like, again, with you saying like, you're feeling like you don't need other people. Sometimes we just, we feel like we need to make all of our own money. Like we want to constantly give to other people, but we don't want to receive from other people. And that's mm-hmm. where a huge block is with us receiving money. It's just that block that we have receiving. You know, you don't want to ha- get help from your family. You want to just pay all your bills by yourself, which is totally, yeah, like empowering, like, you know, make your own money, provide for yourself. But sometimes those other people are a resource God's using to to bring money to <laughs> you, know you what right? You know what think of? What? The story with the guy and when the flood happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But absolutely, yeah, it? the guy with the... <laughs> The boat, like what? Is he stranded on like a? Yes, yes. So the story goes. Something? This is the perfect example of this. My dad told me this when I was little, and I've been using it a lot recently. But it's the example of a man who is stranded on top of a building in a city, and there's been a huge flood, the 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 kind that you hear about in the Bible, right? And there's been a huge flood, the entire earth is flooded, and he's stranded on the top of this building with all these other people up there. And this guy, he keeps saying, God is going to save me, God is going to save me, everything's fine, God is going to save me. So then this giant cruise ship comes by, and uh, a bunch of people go on the cruise ship, right, they feel, you know, and they're like, come on, come up on the cruise ship, and he's like, no, God's gonna save me. So then they leave, and he's there by himself. Then he's sitting there, and he's praying to God. He's like, save me, God, save me. And then another boat comes by. This time, it's a sailboat. And this guy's like, come on, come on, let's go. And he's got a couple other people with him. And the guy on top of the building says, no, I'm gonna wait for God to save me. God is going to save me. And so then that boat leaves. Finally, a guy on a plank comes by, like Titanic style, (laughs) on top of a door. (laughs) 
he comes by and he's like, come on, dude, let's go. Let's go. We got to get to the other people. And the guy on top of the building says, no, thank you. I'm going to wait for God to save me. So then the guy on the, on the door, on the plank leaves. And then this guy stranded on top of this building on his own dies of, you know, thirst, of starvation, of all these different things. He dies, goes to heaven. He goes to heaven and he's furious. He's like, God, God, why didn't you help me? I prayed to you. I prayed to you to help me. And God says, I sent you three different opportunities <laughs> to save yourself. And you chose not to. I sent all those to you. <laughs> so the moral of the story is, take the help when it shows up. Don't think that you are above it because you have this projection of God that you think needs to be fulfilled. You think that things have to happen a certain way, right? This is what we talked about in Law of Attraction all the time is in the community all the time is don't worry about the how. It will present itself to you. Just take the steps when they present themselves to you and you will walk on the path. You don't need to see the whole staircase to know that you're going up. You're still moving up. You don't need to see every single step. You just need to take the steps and you'll end up at the top eventually. Definitely, yeah. I, I love that story and I love that example. It's spot on. I think that it is such an egoic thing where it's like, oh, I just want to provide for myself. Like, I don't want to accept help from other people. I mean, not only are you re- are you blocking the flow and you're blocking yourself from receiving, but you're also but you're also taking the way away the joy for other people of giving to you like i think we all know how good it feels to give to other people i'll like use my aunt as an example of this i love her a lot she she let me live with her for a long time but she's very generous like extremely generous she's always like paying like buying other people gifts paying for their stuff paying their bills she gives so much to other people and like i know she does it because it makes her feel really good you know she wants to help other people out like she's such a general soul generous soul she loves giving and it makes her feel good and empowers her but she will not let anybody like buy her anything like but like pay for her dinner that kind of stuff it like makes her so uncomfortable she's like i don't like it but it's like you're the joy that you feel getting to give to other people like why wouldn't you you allowing somebody else to have that feeling is you giving in itself it's like allow other people that joy too of giving to you and it's just it's the ego thing right and i think the bigger block in that is just people have a hard time receiving and i think also with creating a healthy relationship with money for a lot of us that grew up in not so wealthy families because there's always like you know people who grew up with wealthy families it's easier for them to have that mindset have that abundance mindset and allow money in but for those of us who suffered and who have seen other people suffer it's hard to accept money because we we have that just guilt associated with it like this feeling of well i can't I can't like become rich or do so good because there's people starving. But why don't you kind of shift your perspective on that? How about you become the conduit for prosperity for your community or the people that are suffering? Yeah, and we say that all the time on here. It's like you want to be the change that you want to see. Exactly. So like if you you heal your relationship with money and then you bring in, bring in an abundance of money so that you can I'll use it to help your family. You can use it to help your friends. You can use it to help your community. Donate it to the causes that you care about. Instead of resisting money and staying in this poor mindset, like open yourself up to money, accept money, love money, and become a tool for money and a tool for God to give to the people that that you care so much about, right? So you can either, for you can from that place of loving and caring, you can you can make a positive change, or you can stay stagnant and create no change exactly and keep suffering so it's like well which one would you rather do that's a, a really big motivation in that and then um, i like you were talking about the lottery and and people being like oh i want to make a million dollars i understand obviously there's that 
with winning the lottery or making a lot of money, there's that sense of security and safety. But it is something to still be be mindful of because what's the point? Like you don't just re- creating a healthy relationship with money does not mean now like except that you're going to become a multi multi millionaire. Like you're going to make a hundred million dollars a year because like for what reason? Just so that you can like look at it and know that it's there. So you can open your bank app on your phone and see. <laughs> You know, zeros. <laughs> eight zeros and go, haha, okay. <laughs> you know, like, and feel good about the fact that you have eight zeros. Like, create a healthy relationship with money in the sense that you know that you will always have more than you need, more than enough to give to those around you, to give to yourself, to feed yourself, to put a roof over your head, to take care of everyone you need to take care of, and do all the things that you love doing. Like traveling, just taking time off to, I mean, whatever it is, reading, whatever it is that you feel good doing, right? So, but as long as it's coming from a place of of just abundance and love and everything is perfect the way it is and you're just inviting more abundance and more love in and being able to spend the money easily, knowing that it's always, you're constantly flow with it, more is going to come in. You don't need to have a million dollars. Like, like, you know what I mean? That's like another thing. It's like people think immediately like, oh, having a healthy relationship with money means I have to now be rich. Like, now mm-hmm. I have to try to manifest becoming a multimillionaire. You can, sure. I mean, good for you if you are, you know, like, congratulations. But is it really... It's just... I think it's just that, that when it becomes excessive, when it becomes, like, greed, when it turns into just that overindulgence and holding on to it. And I think of, like, Jeff Bezos, for example. He has a lot of money. Like, he's the richest what man in the world. What do you need all world. money for? <laughs> exactly. Like, what is, like what for is what reason? <laughs> right? So, in that instance, I understand where people have that negative association with us because he doesn't need that much money. And I I do believe that he might face some karmic repercussions from that, right? Because it is obviously the way he treats people (laughs) to get his money. That's where a lot of that karma is created. It's when you're holding on to it and you can't give it freely. You can't give it openly. You can't give it abundantly. Even in in having your business, paying your employees Mm -hmm. abundantly, knowing that you will get the business to support that just doing everything in abundance, giving in abundance will allow you to receive in abundance. And so, exactly. yeah, it's just not, a, it's not about having a ton of money to hold on to. It's just about trusting that there will always be enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I definitely want to stress is when we talk about being financially literate, having good communication skills to have good relationships. We're not talking about you manifesting a million dollars and then meeting your twin flame or your love of your life, right? Like, good for you if that happens. That would be great. But what we're talking about is you being open to that and not tying it with your ego. It's really about how, what does that money mean to you? If it just means, okay, I'm getting stability to be able to do more of what I already love, then that's great. That's what we want you to have. It shouldn't be a means right? It shouldn't just be like, okay, now that I've gotten all this money, I'm done living, (laughs) right? I'm done working, done doing everything else. I'm just going to overindulge on everything and not do any service. Exactly. It takes a, it takes a purpose because you didn't have a purpose to begin with. Your purpose was, I need to get money and find a relationship. That's what your purpose was. You didn't know who you were serving. So I think that that's why it's really important for people to identify who they want to serve, why they're doing what they're doing. It can be for yourself. It can be I'm doing it because I want to have a comfortable life and I want to heal myself. But you should think of how you're affecting other people as well. How What are you doing this for your family, right? How is this going to affect your family? How is this going to affect the people around you? Who are you serving? 
right? Because at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, regardless of how you want to think about your relationships with people, regardless how much you want to think, oh, I don't need other people, all of us are doing things for other people. All of us. We're all in the service industry, whether you like it or not. All of us are providing some kind of product or service. And when you break a product down, it's just a service, <laughs> right? All of us are doing things for other people. So you have to figure out how is what I'm doing serving others? Do I care about it? Do I want to keep doing this? If I don't like it, if I don't feel like I'm serving the right people, I need to figure out what that is for me. Go on a little hero's journey, figure it out, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then develop a good relationship with money so you can serve those people even more. And something that I want to break up bring up is the idea of you know charity of donating money uh and in the catholic church it's called uh i think i'm i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right but it's called fighting feeding fighting yeah yeah and that's where 10 percent of your income goes to the church traditionally it goes to the church but i think that all of us should be doing it and it's something that the celestine uh prophecy talks about as well the celestine vision the celestine prophecy the celestine books talk about how 10% of our income should be going to supporting the greater good. And that can be anything for you. For me, it's my local organization that offers low-income housing to, you know, the low-income community and offers free childcare services. And they're just a really awesome organization here in Austin. And so I make sure that I support them every month. For you, it can be something else. You have to think of, again, at the end of the day, who are the people you're serving? For me, I care about that because I've volunteered for them before. I love I love their youth centers. You know, I've volunteered at the child centers before. I know what their communities look like. So for me, I have that personal relationship. But for you, you can just think about what are the causes that I care about? You know, maybe it's homelessness, maybe it's LGBT youth, uh, or maybe it's you know, whatever it is, whatever it is for you, you have to figure out what that is for you. Who are the people you're trying to serve? Who are the people you are serving? Not only with the work that you do, but also with your donations, with your charity, with how you're giving, whether it's with your time. And we talked about this before, right? Volunteering. I think that, you know, volunteering is powerful. If you can't donate your money, you can donate your time. Because again, it's coming from this mindset of abundance, and it's really humbling for us. It's a good reminder that we do need other people, and other people need us. And we can't run from that reality. We can't say, I need to protect my energy and just like lock myself down. And, you know, I don't need other people. I don't need money. Well, it comes from a place of, it comes from a place of like that lack of trust, right? It's just, it's a, it's a way to hide a trauma. It's, I think it's a way for people to take their trauma and be empowered by it, where it's like, they, they don't trust other people, they've been hurt by other people, but instead of becoming the victim or actually healing their trauma, they turn it into this thing of empowerment where it's like, well, I don't need anybody. Like It's a limiting belief. Essentially, it's a limiting belief set up to protect them from the pain of their trauma. So it's like, oh, well, I don't need anybody. It's like, oh, well, money is evil. I don't care about money. I don't want money anyway. And it helps them cope with the fact that they're in a reality that's not fulfilling because they're in their head. They're like, well, but this is how I want it. To- I-, I chose it this way. So it's fine. <laughs> All right. Justify the shitty behavior. <laughs> Exactly. But it's okay. If um, that's where you're at, that's okay too, right? That's totally fine. We just want you to. Well, everything's fine. We just want. We're just trying to help you. Yeah, we just want you to recognize that you know that that this mindset isn't serving you, and and we want you to have a better mindset. We want you to be happy with your life and be happy with your relationships and with money, and to begin becoming 
relationship literate and financially literate. <laughs> yeah, I think a good way just to think about your life and your relationship with money is your is what you do in life driven by a quest for hedonistic happiness or eudonistic happiness? I think it's or eudaimonic. I'm not sure. I feel like I'm butchering that. But hedonistic happiness is finding finding fulfillment from outer outer resources like alcohol, clothing, shopping, money, just whatever, sex. It's any any outside source that's going of just pleasure or endorphins that are going to give you that happiness whereas the eudaimonic or eudonistic is finding happiness from having a purpose so it's like if you find your purpose in life if you find a reason to wake up every morning something that brings you joy and happiness doing money will follow and the people always say that it's like you you make the most money doing what you love doing right and but it's a real thing that saying didn't come into place for no reason if you can find a reason to do what you're doing and find something that brings you joy, the money will follow easily. Whereas if you're chasing the money and you're using this means of doing something that doesn't make you happy, then you're just giving in to the, the fear and the, the lack mindset and you're never going to have enough. You're never going to have what you need. And even if you make all that money, you're still not going to have the happiness that you're, you're truly searching for and wanting to make all that money. Yeah. Awesome. I think... That's a really good place to end our episode, unless you had anything else you wanted to add. Um, I was just going to recommend anybody who wants to help themselves develop a healthier relationship with money. It's Not Your Money, How to Live Fully from Divine Abundance by Tasha Silver is a really good book to read to help you heal your relationship with money. I'm still reading it. It's like an eight-week eight week book. So Yeah. It's a really good Take book. I, I love that book. The only thing I will say is she does push, she's very anti-law of attraction. So that's one thing to keep in mind as you're reading it is if you get triggered by people saying that, you know, law of attraction isn't real or anything like that, she's kind of anti-law of attraction. I see, I see that. I don't feel like she's, I don't feel like she's anti it. I get what you're saying. I don't, I, cause I've, I've noticed that too. And I feel like she's anti it in the sense where she's like, it's this evil thing. She just recognizes that a lot of the, there's I think a lot of modern law of attraction teachings. It's more about manifestation. She's more like anti-manifestation because a lot of modern law of attraction teachings talk about. It's just like based on again, attracting things or manifesting things from a place of lack. Whereas she focuses more. She's like you know don't subscribe to that idea of lack like abundance is your divine right and it's your birthright and you already are abundant in this moment you're allowed to feel that love and that trust and allow everything to flow freely and so like the law of attraction i don't feel like you can be anti-law of attraction yeah well i like to give that disclaimer because some people are sensitive to that so i like to just say hey kind of take it with a grain of salt like she has really really good uh teachings and i think that the reason she does that is because she definitely knows who she's serving she knows her audience she knows her niche and her niche is people who have been burned by all these manifestation gurus and people who have tried it and still haven't seen results. She truly profits off of off of having that as her as her audience, which is great. Like that's what you know business owners do. You want to make sure you know who you're serving. Yeah, I think just read it read it with an open mind, but also you know your you know your own truth. You don't have to just because somebody who published a book or is supposedly more well versed in this stuff than you are knows more 
just because they say something different from what you believe in doesn't mean that that makes it the truth. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know your own truth. You know what what where you're at in your journey. If you love manifesting, keep manifesting. And maybe maybe manifestation doesn't work for you. Maybe you're looking for a different way for doing things. And then it's not your money would be an amazing book with her resources because they truly do work. Like I've I've really resonated with her teachings more so than I do with the law of attraction, just manifestation techniques, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way. I think it also just works with how like my human design and how I how I manifest and how I create things so yeah that's definitely a great book I, I recommend her change me prayers to people all the time so I think that those are super powerful to check out as well speaking of checking things out you guys can check out our Instagrams and our Facebook and all of our stuff in the description below if you want to reach out to us if you have any further questions that's all down there for you And other than that, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your Sunday. Sending you so much love. Bye, guys. Bye.